Welcome to the Plus Podcast with Midwest Direct, a marketing and communications company focused on helping marketers develop engaging messages and interpret the results. We deliver over 2 million messages every day that land in mailboxes, inboxes, and show up in online advertising. When your campaign is over, we help our marketers understand their results and plan for future campaigns. We recorded these podcasts to support clients in all the avenues in marketing that you have to execute every day. Subscribe to our series now. This is Michelle Toivonen. I'm Director of Strategic Marketing here at Midwest Direct. And today we have a really special crew. We have Gary Seitz, who is the VP of C-Track Direct, and Jean De Palma, the Director of C-Track Direct, with us today to help us do a, I guess, deeper dive into data audits. And we talked a little bit about this in our last podcast with Eugene. And uh, there's so much information. We wanted to ask you to come back to help us do a deeper dive into data analysis and data auditing that you've done for a major retail account. Good morning, Miss Michelle. Hello. Good morning. Hi. Thanks so much for coming in today. Okay, Jean, let's start with, give us a little bit of a tiny overview of what it means when you do a data audit or data analysis for someone. Uh, um, for an account. And then we'll get into a really good case study that I know you've brought with you today. Absolutely. So the data audit is our way of um, getting getting another touch point with the client to go through the um, workflow as it runs currently. So these are the job. This is how we run your job. These are what these are the steps that we're taking. And then here are some new opportunities or different ways you might want to look at something to make the Um, process better to get more targeted in your marketing efforts. So let me see if I got it right. So first you review with them what they're already doing, which I'm sure is obvious as that sounds probably (laughs) is really great to get everybody in the same room and Especially if it's somebody new that's coming into the role Uh and hadn't been there when we first started. Okay. Or it's been a a period of time since we sat with them. Okay. um, Because ABC always becomes XYZ over time. Yeah, it evolves. And then you'll help them to understand what they're looking at and then give them recommendations or show them opportunities that maybe they don't know about already. That is correct. Okay, great. So with that in mind... Introduce us to this fabulous case study you brought with you today. (laughs) Okay. So this particular case study, um, this audit was done when they did get a new person in their director of marketing Mm -hmm. role. Um, Mm -hmm. And she um, came with lots of experience from other large retailers and, you know, from the West Coast and the East Coast. So she was very knowledgeable, but just didn't, you know, wanted to get to know our team better and how we ran the processes and what services we were providing, what other opportunities there were, and to get a better understanding of the business rules that we were using through the process um, because she may have, you know, had some other thoughts about how she wanted that handled. So it was really just a educational purpose for her. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, we were working with them already because we, um, the previous director of marketing had been with us when she was with another organization. And when she left and went to this new job, she understood our capabilities and what we could offer. So she called us and asked us if we would join with her and um, help them with their CRM and their mailings and their analytics. Okay. So 
a very broad overview for that account and especially to help somebody new onboarding to really understand the work you did for the account and how the work process was flowing for the account and give her a better understanding of the information you were providing already. That is correct. Okay. Okay. That is correct. Yeah. I could see where that'd be really valuable for somebody, especially walking in new to an account. Right. And, right. you know, coming from this, you know, staying within the same industry for her and coming mm-hmm. from other places, she had a set of ideas I'm sure she brought with her. Mm-hmm. And then we had a set of ideas that we developed with the previous director of marketing. So here's how it's going now. What are you looking for? What do you want changed? What do you like? What do you dislike? Mm-hmm. Um, how can we improve this? How can we you know, help to continue to evolve and grow uh, the account? Okay. That's interesting. Okay. So what? Um, how did that... So you've mentioned a couple of times that you actually began with a previous marketing director. And I happen to know that that's because you worked with that director at another account beforehand. So obviously this is a... Um, people working with you for long periods of time and maybe even going from account to account to do it. Tell me about this particular story. Tell me about your case study and how did this account actually evolve? So when um, we first started um, with the previous director of marketing, she brought us on board and we started stepping in and helping them doing some data entry, some uh, basic postcard mailings, mm-hmm. you know, letter mailings, and some post mailing analytics. Okay. Um, so in the data entry world, we might be keying um, their return mail because everybody gets return mail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we would key the return mail so that they could clean up their own CRM system okay, in the yeah. sense that they could get rid of uh, records of people um, that asked to be deleted or undeliverable pieces of mail. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd also key their, what they called lead sheets and wish lists. So these are customers that came into the store, mm-hmm. filled something out, said, Oh, I'm interested in this particular dining room set, mm-hmm. or I am interested in this lamp, but they wouldn't close the deal at the time. Okay. So we would be able to key this information into, um, into the, into like an Excel file and provide that back to the store manager, which allowed them to stay in contact with their customer mm-hmm. to try to continue to try to close that sale. You know, if they knew a dining room sale was coming up, they'd be like, Hey, we know you're interested in the dining room. We're going to be having a sale, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. So that was part of it. And then we do, um, you know, just do our normal hygiene process, take a file, clean it up, send it out in the mail. Mm-hmm. And then we do some analytics for them. Like what's the ROI on that, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But over a 12 year partnership that evolved into a much um, deeper um, effort on our part and their part to continue to uh, grow their business. So um, we, you know, we created and maintained their customer database. Um, We helped them to develop a process to do radius mapping where we could apply their three closest stores. Um, We developed uh, a code coding system for them for recency, frequency, and monetary, Mm -hmm. um, and then lifetime value. And then, um, Putting all of this additional information into the system allowed them to segment and target their mailings better, right? which then, of course, gets into more in-depth analytics that gets into more in-depth targeting and marketing. And, you know, it's a cycle that, you know, helps them to continue to grow and be better and smarter about what they're doing. Right. Targeted marketing, just evolving naturally over the business intelligence gain each campaign. Each campaign. And, each campaign. and maybe you could spend a little more time, I mean... A lot of marketers don't really know what you mean when you say customer database outside of their own CRM. 
I'm going to let Gary take that one. Sort of the lead in the development of that outside of their database. Data is at our core. At Midwest Direct, your data is our focus. Market data, audience data, sales data, it's all information that drives valuable business decisions and can show you how to effectively reach the list of people that do or could spend money with you. But let's talk about how you are interpreting or optimizing your data. More importantly, finding the resources to maintain it. All your data combined can be challenging to keep up with. That's where our data management solutions come in. Contact Midwest Direct at 1-800-686-6666 or email info at mw-direct.com. This is a good transition point because, uh, Gary, I know that a lot of the retail accounts are running CRMs. So tell us more about the customer database that you develop. What was that role for? Why would they have needed that at that well, point? Well, different perspective because uh, CRM databases uh, were more IT developed uh-huh. and uh, they met the needs of the IT people mm-hmm. and they could create reports for management, but it really wasn't a great tool for the marketing people to use. Okay. Um, so what we did is, is developed a separate marketing database for them okay. that created a consolidated record that had not just only the contact information, but uh, as Jean had mentioned, recency, frequency, monetary codes, and values. Right. What store they last went to, how much money they've spent, mm-hmm. uh, the re- most recent store that they went to, if they've moved or if they're, uh, they may work close to one store and live close to a different store, mm-hmm. if they're doing both stores, if they're uh, online shoppers, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we rolled that data together, and then along with that, we created a relational database, mm-hmm. marketing database, mm-hmm. that had all the line item or SKU level detail associated with it. So wow. that when they were marketing and creating, let's say, a dining catalog, mm-hmm. we know who recently bought a dining set and really didn't need to be sent the, the catalog, mm-hmm. as opposed to people who had not purchased, but may have purchased a bedroom set or um, some other room furniture that uh, they now wanted to show them what else they had available to them. So uh, it was a different type of database and uh, ultimately ended up online for them using our My Portal tool that they could go in and run their own queries and counts and look at sample data records. Uh, they even could do some maintenance, but they elected not to do that. We now handle all the maintenance with a monthly update of all the data. It's I can imagine it's at that level, it's easier to just let data experts handle that sort of work yes. and just make the reporting available. How frequently did your retailer go in to look at some of that information? Um, some of them go in daily. Um, mm-hmm. Some just take a look once a week. Okay. And in other cases, they're only doing it once a month. Okay. Or, or they may give us a call and say, can you help me understand? I'm, I'm trying to find and mm-hmm. I, I need to know something and we'll run the query for them. Wow. And when we first got started with this particular account that Gene uh, mentioned, uh, there was, they only had like 10 or 12 stores. Uh, and they've now grown to over 60 65, locations. Maybe yeah. 60, 65? Nationwide. Nationwide, so, yeah. 
in ten tennis years. Tennis years, yeah. Wow. So we've actually grown together. Wow. And uh, help them with some tools to better understand mm-hmm. who the customers are and and mm-hmm. uh, how to reach out to new people. And that's actually a topic for another. <laughs> oh yeah, another blog. we'll definitely get to that one. Yeah. 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 The reports and the analytics that we did would sit inside the My Portal too. Okay. So they always had access to those reports, you know, 24-7 if they needed to go in and, you know, pull information from that or, you know, the president or CEO would say, hey, what happened in this mailing or whatever. Right. That, you know, it was a place for them to have a repository and access not only to the data, but to the actual analytics portion. Oh, that's of it really valuable, too, just to have a clean and orderly space to go back to and know it's there and never worry about who's transferred it to what file, but it's always downloadable at any time from there. That is correct. Okay. That's great. Um, Well, Gary, why don't you do a little more information for us on what kinds of reports an account like that might have asked for that maybe they never knew they could get before? So uh, that's a great question because as we first got started, Mm -hmm. um, they really didn't have these types of things. So um, the very first thing that we created and and we do for most new customers is an RFM report. It's a recency, Mm -hmm. frequency, monetary evaluation. It's a grid that shows their customers. Um, First, by recency, we, we, if you will, age customers Mm -hmm. from when they've last made a purchase from you. Um, Because you'll find that more recent customers are more likely to come back and purchase. Mm -hmm. Um, So that we would put them in buckets of three, six, nine months. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as this file grew and over time, we actually look back 10 years to find out how many customers have not made a purchase in seven to 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually, we'll get into the lifetime value and talk about that. Uh, then we looked at how many times they came, were they one-time buyers? Mm-hmm. Um, so we, you know, there may be an extra campaign, maybe a postcard or something to, to get them back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two-time buyers that said, okay, I, I made my first purchase. Mm-hmm. I've come back and tried again. Those are the threshold people that you really want to reach out to, to get them to come back to the stores. Mm-hmm. And then you have your advocates that, that have been there three or more times mm-hmm. that continually come back mm-hmm. and you still need to reach out to them. Uh, maybe with a catalog quarterly or something, but not as frequently as your one and two time, because those are the people you're trying to get to convert more and and continue to come back and mm-hmm. make purchases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's the monetary value. Uh, who's who's coming in and only spending, you know, less than a hundred dollars? They're buying uh, pillows or accessories, candles, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. And who are their major purchase buyers? And that uh-huh. was part of the analysis that we did with RFM is. Um, what's the threshold for a major buyer? Um, how much do they spend when they're buying a living room set or a bedroom set, dining room mm-hmm. set, that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we created the RFM report and we were doing that on a quarterly basis and actually reviewing it with a customer to show them some of the trends, mm-hmm. uh, some of the successes and some of the failures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ultimately, uh, as a part of the monthly update, they wanted to look at the RFM report every month. Oh, cool. So okay. it became a part of a monthly update process mm-hmm. um, that we provided to them a simple Excel format, uh, but ultimately also put on the My Portal system so they could go in and run it at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first step. And again, we do that for other customers. In the case of this client, um, we took the RFM report and they wanted to dive a little deeper into a lifetime value and yeah. understand, okay, what's mm-hmm. the typical time frame that a 
someone is a customer of ours when they mm-hmm. first purchase to when their last purchases are. And one of the interesting things that came out of this was what is the amount of time between major purchases? And they define major purchases. Uh, They put a value to that. And we were able to extract that information and look at it and found at the time that we did the analysis that there was a seven-year span between these large room purchases so that somebody redoing a room like a living room would, would buy that. And then they'd either come back and redo that room or they would do another room. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was seven years later as a part of that. So they knew then that they needed to, as a part of the marketing database, keep customers at least seven years and be reaching out to them mm-hmm. because there was a probability that they would be coming back to make a purchase. Isn't that interesting? Because I would guess a lot of marketers might think seven years is a really long wait mm-hmm. to circle back. But of course, at a particular do- dollar value, it's well worth keeping them on the books. They might not want to email them forever. They might not want to um, mail to them forever. So obviously they're going to manage those records differently over time, move them from one channel to another, or maybe use this information to get those people marketed to in different ways. Yes. By having it laid out on an RFM Excel sheet, if you will, that you could see, okay, these are my older buyers. They haven't been here in a long time, but I can look at the monetary side and say, okay, these people haven't bought from me in five to eight years, Mm -hmm. but they've spent over whatever their threshold is, $1,000, $2,000, or $5,000. So I still need to be reaching out to those as opposed to the people that were under $1,000, under $500, that maybe we only need to reach out to them once a year in our fall catalog, Mm -hmm. as opposed to making them a part of our monthly or quarterly campaigns. Interesting. So it helped them segment their house file better Mm -hmm. to target market. Uh, individuals. So I would, I would wonder if part of how that evolved over time was just the fact that the data, when it was available online and you could help them interpret what they were seeing, that that would just evolve more questions and (laughs) asking, well, if you know that, could you find out X, Y, or Z? Is that part of how that goes? Yes. Part of it. Um, we talked about how some customers um, are, are doing matchbacks. Okay. Um, and introducing the concept not only of matchbacks, but some of the unique ways that we run matchbacks. So that after they do a mailing, um, one of the things they wanted to value the window was that that particular mailing had impact or that particular yeah. catalog. Uh, and, and Gene was managing that portion of it that matchbacks traditionally were running for 30, 30, 60, they had a 30 day, 60 day and a 90 day tail. Oh, so whenever a mailing, we knew the mail dates in approximate in-home date, mm-hmm. then the next, uh, we would start 30 days out from there, whatever that next month was of matchbacks. And that matchback would stay in our system for a 30, 60, 90 day so that they could see how, how, you know, how quickly did somebody purchase? Okay, so you were matching purchase to actual Sales marketing to, to efforts the, over 30, 60, and 90 days. So they would know, hey, we did this, this, and this, and now here's the purchase date. Did they use it to track anything else? Well, yeah, they, they actually started to layer in whether 
contacts were being getting direct mail only, direct mail and email. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we actually had some of their email file. We, we did a, a test segment where people were only getting emails. They could monitor, and we were running the matchbacks on the 30, 60, 90 day. Interesting. Uh, and then we also looked to see if there was another mailing that occurred within that 90 day window and which people were a part of that second mailing. Yeah. <laughs> and whether that created some lift in the uh-huh. initial mailing or not. So okay. it really began to get sophisticated matchbacks um, <laughs> as a part of this to, to, you know, for every mailing that we were doing, we were actually running a match back three times, 30, 60, 90 days out, mm-hmm. looking at the impact of other mailings and looking at the impact now as they began to integrate their mix with with email. Uh, that yeah. wasn't there yeah. really, yeah. you know, eight years ago, 10 years mm-hmm. ago, uh, right. where it was just all direct mail efforts. Right. Um, and then within that would be the segments the, the matchback was based on the segmentation too. So okay. you could have, you know, what certain, so the three month, you know, yeah. last three months, last six months, last nine months or whatever. So then you had the analysis of those in their 30 and 60, 90 days. You had your control group, you had a holdout group and how did everybody compare to everybody else? Drive your business and decisions with your best data. Coordinating your marketing efforts for maximum impact with multi-channel campaigns is challenging. We offer clients online trafficking that ties channels such as mail, email, and online advertising together for an omni-channel view. Even better, that same tracking system allows you to add date or event triggers so your emails and online ads can be tied to in-home mail delivery. This is a unique ability to give mailers a powerful new method of marketing. From simple delivery reports to multi-channel triggered event reports, you'll know what performed where and when every time. For more information on fully integrated marketing campaigns, contact Midwest Direct at 1-800-686-6666 or email info at mw-direct.com. Oh, you just mentioned something we never talked about, which is the control versus. So they were they were running A/B testing at a minimum inside of that. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and, and then uh, as it evolved, they would get mm-hmm. into cover tests of their catalog, and they would have twenty-four right. uh, page versions and yeah. you so know ninety-six page versions. So it was testing the creative. Yeah. Yep. So the matchback was showing all of that to the point that. The whole matchback process was also put into the My Portal system. That was my next question. So this is really getting to a sophisticated and advanced, and especially when you're talking about a national level retailer. I mean, the record count had to be pretty high. Yes. So that database was there to support their ability to actually find that kind of insight into their own data. So when you were doing that analysis for them and making it available, they could actually pull it down and see it online and take it down the hall and work on it internally themselves. Well, that and and also um, Gene had mentioned that they had the repository, mm-hmm. that they were actually able to now do a year-over-year comparison of the matchbacks. Ooh, so nice. they could take their fall campaign from 2019 and compare mm-hmm. it to their fall campaign from 2018 mm-hmm. by version, by house segment, uh 
it, it was amazing some of the information gave, that they were get, giving. And then that system. would give the ability to also look at new versus existing clients. Uh-huh. But when you're looking between the two years or three years, you right. know, sometimes we did five-year analysis. So mm-hmm. again, because we knew their purchases, these big purchases were spread out longer than other types of retail industries might fall in. So then they had the ability to do a new versus existing wow. to see about prospecting and how much prospecting they want to do and those, you know, those kinds of things. So that led to two new reports. <laughs> <laughs> One was creating a year-over-year analysis. That's a good idea. Um, so that rather than going to the repository and printing out the reports and covering your desk with <laughs> RFM reports and mm-hmm. matchback reports, mm-hmm. uh, we actually created a year-over-year analysis uh, where they were able to define the segments that they wanted to look at. And uh, everything was predefined in these ranges uh, that it actually went back five years I think when they went back five 60, years, sixty months, yeah, yeah, that we that uh, they were able to do comparisons individual year where they were year to date and on matchback response rates as well as uh, individual sales uh, by uh, by store and overall, uh, and then the other matchback uh, they got into is after the catalog mailings, um, we started to do an SKU analysis. Wow. Down to the SKU. Down to the SKU. So we were taking the SKUs that were in the catalog and not in the catalog and comparing it to people that were mailed and not mailed mm-hmm. and breaking out a very detailed analysis report that they couldn't do from their internal IT team. Right, right. Um, because we had all that mail history and had that data and um, because we have an internal programming team with SQL. Mm -hmm. Uh, they were able to do those and we were able to tweak the reports and generate these SKU reports of what was in the various versions of the catalogs and who was mailed and not mailed and Mm -hmm. what was performing well and not performing. Mm -hmm. And it helped them in making decisions on not only products that were appearing inside the catalog, but which product was on (laughs) the the cover. cover. Right. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes important information. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it also allowed them to figure out their ROI. So on, you know, their cost, right. you know, the average per book that they were, that they were getting, you know, so right. what, you know, were the dollars compared to the cost to make sure that, that they were, you know, meeting their expectations. Interesting. So given everything we've just talked about, there was a lot of information available inside of their own custom portal that they could actually access at any time. And I think you brought up an important point. A lot of retailers have to, the marketing department relies on the IT department to pull the report so that they can actually then try and lay their hands around and and understand this data it can be a two-step, three-step process if you try and do it internally versus having it available online that you can actually log in and pull the reports. If you need a new report, you're not trying to go to IT. You're picking up the call phone and calling you and saying, hey, can you give me another yeah. report, please? <laughs> and that either it may already be there or mm-hmm. another client has something similar to that yeah. that we could use. Yeah, so a big and, pool and of in. knowledge. Yeah, So mm-hmm. and, and that's exactly the pool of knowledge. And then with um, uh, having a, a SQL programmer that he could attack these things mm-hmm. and maybe you know, within a couple of days, 
have everything done to them as opposed to, and I'm not knocking IT team. Yeah. No, we're, we're, trying not to we're actually an internal IT team ourselves. <laughs> I was going to say, be careful. <laughs> but uh, they have other priorities. Right. Uh, whereas ours is taking care of our customers and help them right. understand their data better. Right. Yeah. Uh, and what one client needs as a report mm-hmm. may spark an idea that to another client that says, hey, we had a client ask for this. Is is that something that may be useful to you? And that's really what the purpose of the audit is. Yeah. Right. Is, is as we go through the audit right. uh, is here's what you're doing and here's your business rules. But here's what else is either going on in the industry or we have other customers mm-hmm. that have tried this and really like it. Do you think that might work for you? Is it an application that you might be interested in? Well, and I can, once again, I can see, I mean, especially we're talking about the evolution of 10 to 12 years for an account that's gone from 10 stores to 65 stores nationwide. I mean, this is the sort of information they're going to have to have to actually grow at that pace. Um, That is so much information, but really valuable. And I can understand how the business intelligence available by working with C-Track Direct to understand the data, analyze the data, and then grow into even more information really helps get the account up and running and expand and scale up. Um, Let's take a little bit of a break. And when we come back, I want to take a step back and go into some of the really basic but most important parts about the data audits and or management that you do. And we'll begin with new movers or new households. Achieve all your marketing goals with Midwest Direct. Contact us at mw-direct.com or call us at 1-800-686-6666 and get started today. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel now. You don't want to miss any of our fun upcoming announcements. 